Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're back to talk about DC TV this week. Lots of stuff going on as we get towards the finales for pretty much everything, except for, of course, Supergirl, which still has a way off. But we will start with Supergirl and the episode titled Trinity, which unites the world killers. What do you think of this one, Zach? Yeah, this was a this is a pretty decent episode of Supergirl. Definitely pushes the story forward. They're they're not slowing down with the world killer story. And um I, I guess I'm a little disappointed that the other two world killers didn't last that long. Like I thought there was gonna be maybe be a, a bigger battle or something like that or a, a longer arc with them, but it's okay because I guess they're also focusing the story, which is something that I ask for a lot of times in Supergirl. So they're focusing it on just Rain, uh, Sam. And so I'm, I'm glad that they did that. And I'm glad that we got to see Guardian a little bit in action. Although I don't really, I don't trust his choices in this episode <laughs> because I, I like really don't trust Lena anymore. Um, yeah, all that stuff was good. And then, I don't know, the Brainiac and the Legion, whatever. It's just, I think I feel like it's, been a little bit wasted i was really excited when it first got announced and it just hasn't really lived up to the expectations yeah it's just kind of they're there and hanging out and hanging around and i'd say they're now that we've gotten saturn girl and brainiac five for a little bit longer it's kind of like they're just they're just there and they're they're not terrible or anything but they're somewhat disappointed that they're not i don't think much interesting is happening i think it's more of a way to bring monel back into the fold and it's a little disappointing they're not doing more with those other characters, but yeah, I don't know. It's nice of James to trust Lena, but definitely very questionable. Um, I understand where Lena is coming from so far, but it, yeah, there's definitely more there, and I think they're pushing her more and more into a gray area slowly on whether she ever becomes a full-on villain or not. We will see, but they're definitely pushing things that way. Yeah, and there's there's no way that she doesn't know who Supergirl really is because I think there's like a couple moments in this episode <laughs> where everybody else, she's like, oh yeah, I know that you work for the DEO. I know a lot of secrets and I have to keep them and stuff. And it's really obvious I can put these things together. Like, okay, then she's definitely put together who Supergirl is. I mean, you would think if she knows James is Guardian now. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> Monel's just hanging out there. Kara's ex-boyfriend Monel, I think she kind of has to know but yeah the world killers thing was i assumed we were going to to a team on team fights and now it looks like we're just going to take on super powered rain um so i wonder where you know how how kara if it's a kara versus rain fight how is she going to be able to top an even more powerful rain yeah and now that alex has got her own suit and almost like powers because she's got the magnetic powers now do you think she's going to get a name and do you think she's going to have to help in the fight? I'm assuming, I don't really see why Why else they would kind of add that in now. I'm assuming she's going to have to get involved in that final fight with Rain. Yeah, I, I don't mind Alex hopping into the fight sometimes. I don't think she needs to be a superhero and get a name. I don't think every character needs to be a superhero, but I wouldn't be terribly disappointed if they did, like Diggle on Arrow getting a nickname eventually. But Alex is a cool character whether she is a superhero or not, so it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Next up, The Flash, we have Harry and the Harrisons, where Harry works on that intelligence. He calls in a council of wells, but he has to work with the backup wells, and the team, Caitlin in particular, wants to work with Amunet Black. What did you think of this one? This was not that great of an episode of The Flash, if I'm being honest. There's a lot of things that I think could have worked 
better. And if if those had worked better, this would have been a better episode. I really liked the Council of the Wells the last time we saw them. It was okay this time. It wasn't it wasn't as good. It wasn't as funny as the last time. It's it's almost like this this joke has kind of been worn out. Like it was really funny the first few times, but now it it's not quite as good. And then I never really liked Amunet Black, and so having an episode that is really heavily focused on her is an immediate down sell for me. I and then the snake face guy, I don't like him. It's weird. So I'm I'm glad his snake his <laughs> snake cre- got cut out of his eye. <laughs> he creeps you out, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Which I guess is the point. Um yeah. and then not really the story with DeVoe going for it, like it didn't really get progressed in here at all with the thinker. This was kind of a, a filler episode. Yeah, it did feel a lot like we're just kind of waiting around inching the DeVoe storyline forward. And we're really just going to ramp it up in the last last two episodes that are coming up. It it definitely did feel like that. I was I was interested to see Caitlin trying to get her powers back. I think that's a cool cool that she wants that. Um, questionable the way she went about it, but I also didn't. I don't love this new version of the Council of Wells or or anything. I like the original Wells we saw. I thought that was pretty fun. But I did like how it came around. I thought Harry was really cool and really great in this episode. I thought. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh would, was definitely a standout, and at the fun, at the end, he still is able to use his brain in very simple ways to figure out DeVoe's plan a little bit, and I thought that was really cool and fun at the end there. Oh, do you guys need me to explain these yeah. <laughs> smiley face pictures to you? Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and everything with Amunet Black, I guess it did lead to that bomb at least, or whatever it's called, that she they'll be able to use or at least try to use Undevo. So that was interesting. What do you think about everything with Iris's article? It's good that she is. Well, I, I don't know if it's good because like she's really stepped up and really like owned the role of being the leader of Team Flash now. And she's in charge of all that stuff. But now she's going back to what she was doing before, which is being a reporter. So I, I guess I guess she can be both. That's fine. I just wish that they would like decide what she's she's going to do or what her role is. Um, and then it's, it was kind of weird. Barry's like pushing back against it. I, I thought he would be more supportive from the beginning, but I don't know. What did you think? Well, it's, I mean, it is, I understand where Barry was coming from. It's risky. I, it makes sense that Iris would want to warn people, but it's also risky to sort of let that plan out there. And, uh, so people can find out about it that that could, who knows what that would do to devote Could that excel, just accelerate his timeline and, give them less time to prepare for it. So it's, it's definitely risky. And um, I understood where it was coming, where, the, where both were coming from there. Um, but I'm not really sure how the, you know, the people are going to help from the article, the comments and everything, because DeVoe can't hide from them anymore, they said. But he's like got all these powers and can shapeshift into a different person. And I don't, uh, um, I'm not sure how that exactly is going to work. I think he would still be able to overcome that. So I don't know how the, a random person on the street spotting something is going to help but maybe they will get into that in the last episode or two yeah that's a really good point that i don't i don't think even crossed my mind when they said that but yeah he's he's got ralph that's his final form and ralph is a shapeshifter and can that's why he even looks like devoe right now so that's a really good point that's funny so i i don't know where that's going but um i'll keep an open mind to see what's up with devoe the last couple episodes yeah and then the other the other nitpick that i had which it it's just going to like it sets up drama and whatnot and it's fine. It's going to set up a, a good situation probably. But the fact that Amunet Black just makes the one bomb and then leaves because they've already convinced her that she needs to help out because like it's going to hurt her too. 
but now she's leaving and only giving them one chance. So it's, could she have stuck around and given them more chances or <laughs> helped a little bit more? But it obviously for the, the drama and the tension of the show, it makes sense to have one bomb. Obviously that's going to be significant. I didn't mind that so much. It, if they got around to it and she's kind of doing her part and I'm yeah. glad that she did that, uh, they were going to, if they're going to work with a bad person, they should, it's nice that they, they convinced her and she did her little bit and like, here you guys, I don't want to save the world, but I'll help you a little bit and then I'll be on my way. Hopefully you guys don't let my mind get kablammied. Yeah, hopefully. And next up we had Arrow, the ties that bind the penultimate episode. That means the finale is next week. If you don't like silly big words. What did you think of this episode, Tom? <laughs> First off, excellent use of the word penultimate. Uh, Thank you. Totally underrated. Another another strong episode. Arrow is really, I say this every week, but it's really picked up since the Diaz storyline, and it continues. Hope the momentum continues through the finale next week. It Awesome start when <laughs> really smart, like actual smart villain who's just like, well, there's all these different people I need to stop, so I'm going to send few guys out to just kill them at their homes when they're not doing anything instead of fighting them in an alley somewhere uh although it was questionable if you're gonna have send some people to attack oliver queen they'd probably send i think he sent three goons i would send more (laughs) goons than that for oliver queen i don't think that's enough uh everybody else i think could be taken down with three even though they weren't but i I think you would need more than three if you're going to take down oliver queen even if he's you know getting ready to make dinner at night breakfast for dinner i think you could do that goons goons aren't as cheap as they used to be you you got to pay them a fair wage and so it's hard to it's hard to get the big groups of goons that you used to back in the 60s maybe yeah that's true um but if he pretends to own the entire city i (laughs) mean yeah (laughs) i think he could afford afford a couple extra goons but i'll let that one slide but i thought it was really cool and you always it's terrible of the villain to do that but you always wonder why don't they just attack when not just like meet somewhere like you do in superhero. Just go and attack them when they're at their home and think they're peaceful. So I, right. I like that. Uh, and and we saw Team Arrow kind of reuniting again. Do you think this is for good, or they're going to split up again? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I would assume so. They seem to be working together. They recognize that they need to work together. There's still some drama with. Oliver not wanting Felicity out in the field and Felicity wanting to go out in the field if she has to and that kind of things. But overall, I think the team realizes they need to be together at least until they get rid of this Diaz problem. Yeah, makes sense. And last up, we'll talk about Krypton, Savage Night. Uh, eighth episode, two more left in this in the season. What about this one, Zach? I really, really liked this episode. Um, it starts out pretty awesome. It's it's pretty awesome in the middle, and then the end is really awesome. And so, overall, I'd say it's probably a pretty awesome episode. Um, and now, are you talking about Krypton or Adam Strange? <laughs> I mean, Adam's the Adam Strange experience featuring scenes from Krypton. That is what this episode is, and that's what makes me the happiest. Um, but even you know the stuff that's happening on Krypton is cool too. I really like it. Uh, if I had to have like one nitpick, it's the when they go to see Black Zero, and they're just introducing even more characters and people that you have to keep track of and who's who's loyal to who and who's in charge of who but you know that's kind of like real life and trying to figure out all of that stuff and all the different politics between everybody um that's so, that's true there's a yeah. lot of things that they're juggling but i i personally liked seeing jaxer just because jaxer jaxer is really like the biggest bad on right. krypton well i mean i guess brainiac steals cities and stuff like that but jaxer is like the biggest villain 
on Krypton, not counting Zod, who becomes a, a bigger villain after he, he Jaxer, who is played by a female, uh, the gender swap Jaxer. Uh, I thought that was really cool to, to see more. And mm, yeah, maybe, maybe they, it wasn't necessary, but it's also potentially setting up more storylines for further on down. Right. Like at this point, just this far into the first season, they've got enough stuff to play with for probably like six or seven seasons, which is fine by me because I'm, I'm loving every moment of it so far. Um, but yeah, we also get to see Dodd trying to maybe we're uncovering some some of his true intentions. And he's talking about how they can all have the powers of Superman and that he was in the Phantom Zone for, you know, he probably didn't do anything wrong. He didn't need to be there, but he was. Well, basically, since Zod showed up, you're always kind of in the back of your mind wondering, OK, but what isn't he telling us? You know, because right. he's been he's been honest. He's been he's been you understood where he's coming from all this time. And then he's like, we could all have those pro- those powers under yellow sun. And I'm like, there it is. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what he wasn't telling us. That's what he was holding on to. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all the, the Krypton stuff. The, the big stuff, at least for me, I guess, is the Adam Strange stuff, especially the flashbacks or whatever you want to call it, where he's in the, the kind of like corridor after he's Ada Beams and he has these disembodied voices talking to him and we find out that there's Sardith and Alana and we will have a link to our Adam Strange 101 um, where I talk about these characters but basically the gist of it is Sardith is the greatest scientist on the planet Ron and he invents the Zeta Beams which is what Adam Strange uses to to transport but he originally like accidentally transports Adam Strange to his planet and then Adam Strange becomes a hero there Um, but his daughter Elena falls in love with Adam Strange and they end up getting married and they have kids and he travels back and forth between Ron and Earth and um, but it seems like here that maybe they're they're either estranged or haven't fallen in love yet or they're doing something different because uh, she says something along the lines of you've already disappointed us and they neither of them (laughs) really have any faith in Adam Strange being able to do what he's trying to do so it's definitely not a good relationship like he normally has in the comics so I'm interested to see what like what point in his life he is has he has he been on ron and he was a hero but then he did something bad and got kicked off kind of or or has he not gone through that yet so yeah i'm i'm really interested and i'm glad that they're they're getting into this i wasn't sure that they would be able to or that they wanted to but they're definitely they're going in all in basically on adam strange which is which is good for me yeah we finally we got quite a bit of adam strange and there's still so much we don't know. I'm curious, oh, this Alana, if he, you know, if they're meant to be together. I think Adam Strange maybe seems like he wasn't interested in women when he was in the, the Kryptonian locker room a few episodes back. So I don't know if that was just a, a an off scene or if, um, I don't know. But I'm I'm really curious what they go with it, if they're going with the, the classic Adam Strange or if they're just changing things up a little bit. But I'm it was really cool to see those characters and stuff related to ron and all of that mythology introduced here and i really hope we get more because it's just scratching the surface yeah definitely and then the as if this episode wasn't good enough they they literally end it with a bang um really kind of i i thought it was done and over and they were just gonna have like a nice outro everybody's together and you know the girl comes i can't remember her name but the the little girl who has been with the voice of rao and she is a bomb um and really cool we get to see adam strange use the the zeta beam device in like a new way as a shield but then it transports him to who knows where it looks like maybe a red sun or something 
Um, and then this creepy mystery woman who can move her eyes, but nothing else is moving. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of this ending? Who is this lady and what is going on? I don't know. There are still, <laughs> there are still mysteries to be told, and including whatever's going on with Brainiac. Obviously not gone. They thought they had taken care of the Brainiac problem or more hoped they had taken care of the Brainiac problem. But uh, we know that's not the case because it's not the season finale. So they can't have taken care of him yet. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on here, and I this the back half of Krypton has been so strong, and I like the first half, and I think the second half has been much stronger. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see where the last couple of weeks go. Yeah, I definitely agree that the the second half's been a lot better than the first half, and that's that's saying a lot because the first half was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think the the mystery woman. There's there's some theories, ideas. Maybe it's Alana. Maybe it's Aaliyah, their daughter. He's in the future. Maybe Adam it's a and hot Alana's woman. daughter. Maybe it. Yes, uh, Adam Strange and Alana's daughter, Aaliyah, or it's, you know, someone else who isn't anybody that we really know from the comics. It could literally be anything because she's just credited <laughs> as woman at the end of the episode. We got that. That's all the details we have on her so far. Right. But that's that's yeah. curious. I know they've talked about bringing in, I don't remember, I think they said Hawk Woman or Hawk Girl, but, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what's going on. Yeah, me too. But it's a pretty strong week in DC TV. Lucifer and Gotham are preparing for their finales next week. Lucifer had a really strong episode, uh, and getting leading up to the finale, a really emotional one. One of the best episodes of Lucifer in a while. And and Gotham is is teasing more of the Joker mythology. So um, that's all we've got for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>